Welcome to the Play Action Squeeze preview of the Pittsburgh Steelers 2016 offense. If you guys don't know already, training camp is coming up Thursday, July 28th is when the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to report for training camp this fall. Hard to believe it's already here. This is going to be a season with a ton of expectations for the Steelers. I think we've already seen that many media outlets starting to report, starting to pull out their projections, starting to look at their win-loss records, see who's going to the Super Bowl, and these meaningless preseason power rankings. Uh, the Steelers obviously going to be highly touted, you know, coming off that 2015 season where they went to the divisional round, lost to the eventual Super Bowl champions after a Toussaint fumble. Um, but, you know, and I hate to, you know, you hate to just put it on him, but obviously, uh, you know, that led to uh, the ultimate defeat. You know, a lot of other things contributed you know, poor defensive play in key situations. Uh, only scored 16 points. Uh, Denver has an excellent defense, but 16 points not going to get it done. Uh, regardless, we're looking forward to 2016, kind of closing the book on 2015, looking forward to 2016. You know, you look at the schedule. They open up September 12th against the Redskins. Um, you know, it's going to be – doesn't look to be like the same kind of schedule that we saw last season. You know, we're going to see the NFC East again. We're going to see uh, the entire AFC East. Uh, so both East, both East divisions, which of course means another visit from the Patriots and will of course face the number two rotation of schedules because the Steelers finished second behind the Bengals last season. So what we wanted to do uh, is kind of just, we're almost ready for training camp, so I wanted to kind of give an overview of each position on the offensive side of the ball, and later uh, we'll try to give you a preview of the defense. And so we start out with the offense, you know, the highly touted uh, Steeler offense, Todd Haley-led. A lot of good things from last season. Uh, this is the, the overall as far as, Statistics, they were the number three offense as far as uh, yardage is concerned with over 6,300 yards. Uh, you know, they were also third in yards per game. Uh, you look at it, number three in passing yards. Uh, unfortunately, in the run game, a little bit more pedestrian at 16 in the league. Uh, and, but, you know, the, the thing is, and, and also scored uh, the fourth amount of points in the NFL, uh, really powerful offense. Of course, they played a lot of last season without Le'Veon Bell and Marquise Pouncey and many of the other things that they were they were lacking last season. Uh, but you figure another year, a lot of stability. You know, that's one of the things that you keep thinking about with the Steelers right now is the stability of the coaching staff, and it's very impressive. Uh, this is as talented as a coaching staff probably, you know, around. Uh, you know, you hate to say that, you know, considering – uh, you know, obviously they've probably been outcoached a lot of times by New England in recent seasons, uh, but you, you like to see the stability and you like to see them continue to stay in the same system. And I think it's really it's really been evident in the development of Ben Roethlisberger. But so Roethlisberger, uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks. 
easy position to cover. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, amazing athlete still. He's 34 years old, hard to believe. 13 years in the league. It's been, been a joy to watch his, him play his whole career. Uh, he's still uh, an elite quarterback, you know, and you finally see after two Super Bowl wins, which, golly, the last one was eight years ago, but you start thinking about those two Super Bowl wins, three appearances. Obviously, uh, I think the, the more time goes on, the more people appreciate Ben Roethlisberger, but uh, still putting up incredible seasons, uh, still a really good player, and he's got a ton of weapons this season. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I uh, should see a great season from Ben, but obviously, you know, that's something anybody can tell you. Uh, one of the problems is that, and it's been a problem for the last few off seasons, and they've done nothing about it, is that uh, behind Ben Roethlisberger, there is nothing. And there hasn't been anything for several years. And Ben is a quarterback who tends to take a few shots. This isn't Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, get rid of the football quickly. That's not Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of people criticize him for that. But that's not who he is, and that's okay. Ben is what he is, and we really appreciate that. But you need to be able to maximize his benefits and his gifts, and he does that. But the thing is, is that if you're going to do that, you also have to understand that there's going to have to be some protection for Ben if he goes down. What do we do for those three games that Ben doesn't play? And I hate to go ahead and plan for that, but that's what you kind of have to do. And you look at what we've had in the past, Bruce Gradkowski, who returns for his 11th season. He's 33 years old. Hasn't been able to make it through the last two seasons. Uh, almost made a glass. It's hard to believe that he's going to make it through another I know the Steelers probably didn't have many other options, uh, and I know that they don't want to spend a lot of money on a backup quarterback. And I know a lot of that's cap-related. But you go in, you have Landry Jones. I understand, you know, they spent a fourth-round draft pick on him. You think that's an investment. There was a flash last season against Arizona where he did some things. Looked like he might have been able to, to come through and be that backup quarterback. But then you see him come in against Cincinnati in the playoffs. You see him uh, come back in his, you know, and, and and just look horrible, look like completely overmatched, uh, terrible reads, terrible throws, and resulting in turnovers. So is Landry Jones' backup quarterback option? It's all we got. So, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to accept it it is what it is uh, the only other quarterback on the roster right now is Dustin Vaughn who's second year quarterback from West Texas A&M don't see him being a threat so once again uh, quarterback position of course Ben Roethlisberger is an elite quarterback in the NFL uh, of course the window is closing uh, this is one of those years where you say you know I think this team has a chance to do something special but Ben's window is closing, and we need to, and, and they need to capitalize and and try to make this an effort to win the Super Bowl. Maybe Ben's last big chance at a Super Bowl. Going to running backs, of course, Pittsburgh has Le'Veon Bell. Last two seasons have not had him in the playoffs. 
that is the biggest question mark right now with Le'Veon Bell. And of course, when he's healthy, he is dynamic. He is impressive. It's hard to believe he's been in the league four years, but he's still only 24 years old. And so uh, this guy is exceptional out of the backfield, uh, you know, either throwing or running the football, or, I mean receiving or running the football. And he is an incredible weapon that rivals one of the best in the NFL. Behind him, D'Angelo Williams, who's 33 years old, dinosaur in tailback, lure of the NFL. You don't see that anymore. I, I believe there was a stat last year where he actually is the oldest current active running back in the NFL. That, that may not be 100% true, but he's at least one of the older running backs in the NFL. And he is a very serviceable backup, had a great year. Of course, we understand with Carolina, he split carries a lot with Jonathan Stewart and really doesn't have the same type of wear and tear that some of the other NFL running backs do once they reach 30 years old. So uh, you really impressed with him last season. think Bell and Williams are a great one-two punch. And then you look behind them, and, and I was very impressed late in the season with Fitzgerald Tucson. He really came out of nowhere, a third year back out of Michigan. Really played well down the stretch when they had to have him. And it's hard to expect that. Of course, we all know about the fumble in the divisional round. Terrible. He actually played well in that game. It's a shame. Uh, also, Cameron Stingley also uh, played well down the stretch last season. So I think, uh, you know, there's actually some depth there uh, behind Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams, but not enough depth that you have to count on these guys once the season's coming down to the division around the playoffs without your star tailback. And we, we don't want to be – that's the big thing you don't want to see again in this, in this season. Really going to be a big key for the Steelers. Steelers don't really carry a, a fullback. They do carry usually somebody that plays an H-back position that could go either way, uh, either tied in that traditional Y or the H-back position. They don't have a fullback per se, and that's kind of went the way of extinction in the NFL. But you look at uh, the wide receiver position, and that's where things look pretty impressive, especially before the suspension of Martavis Bryant, which we know that situations and other substance abuse policy violation. Hard to speculate on what the decision-making process is there, but got a year suspension from Martavis Bryant. Still under contract in his rookie contract, so didn't see the Steelers cut him. He's still on the roster, but... We won't see him at all this season. But so just to address that, of course, you know, we, we all know about Antonio Brown. He spent the offseason on Dancing with the Stars. He's an exceptional athlete. He's an incredible wide receiver. He is a showman. And you watch him play, you see a lot of that on a weekly basis. Also, seems like a great guy. Um, but he's one of the best in the NFL. Don't have to touch much on Antonio Brown. 
You look at some of the guys behind him, that's where it's going to be pivotal for for the Steelers this year. Marcus Wheaton probably slots in at number two. He had a lot of big plays last year for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Behind him is where it, it becomes you hope that some, some of these guys are able to step up. And I think last year was a big year for Darius Hayward Bay, uh, who, you know, the former supposed bust from Oakland, and then, of course, uh, Sammy Coates from Auburn, who's a second-year receiver. And uh, really made some plays down the stretch, makes you think. Kid's got all kinds of potential. Uh, big six one, two 212-pound uh, receiver. But so, uh, you know, that looks pretty good. A lot of depth there. Of course, there's a lot of guys on the on the roster at receiver. Got to have a lot of bodies in camp for that. Uh, a lot of those guys have been on the practice squad previously. Uh, you know, there is, you know, some wild cards in there, like a DeMarcus Ayers, if he can return kicks. Or if they have another option, obviously they probably don't want to have Antonio Brown returning punts again. And uh, rightfully so. Uh, you don't really want your all-pro wide receiver out there risking injury, returning punts. And uh, then we'll move on to the tight ends. Uh, you know, you look at, just to recap, we talked about the quarterbacks. Obviously, elite Ben Roethlisberger, tailbacks, elite Le'Veon Bell, some depth behind him. Uh, wide receivers looks pretty solid, not going to lie. Tied in, uh, tied in another strong position. Of course, it's hard to believe we're doing anything like this without Heath Miller mentioned. Uh, but big signing from San Diego, uh, Ladarius Green, who, I mean, pretty much is a consensus. It's a consensus that he's going to be a big time playmaker for the Steelers uh, this season. Kind of underachieved in San Diego, but hard to believe that the Steelers won't utilize him well course you know you you'd like to see the Steelers stretch the field more with their tight end I never thought Heath Miller was used enough um, you know obviously when he was used it was it was used well because he is such an excellent route runner but Ladarius Green could be more of a down the field threat and that's something that they've been missing uh, from the tight end position even though Heath Miller was very reliable Jesse James made some big catches last year he's a huge target six seven um, I think he's a good project, pretty pretty solid depth guy on the roster. Matt Spath is still around. He's 32 years old, you know, good run blocker, solid player. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if, if he's a, a, a cap casualty this year because they do have other options. There are some other guys that are on the roster, you know, like a David Johnson who was signed back after a, a little hiatus away from the team. And, you know, you might see that as that third tight end instead of Spaya. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, Camp's going to play it out. So, uh, but it's it's a solid group. And uh, I think they did a great job in free agency grabbing Ladarius Green, another vertical threat for this offense. And if it can just stay healthy, uh, you just think they have the skill positions on offense to do a lot of great things. Of course, center. We start to the offensive line. Center, anchored by your man Marquise Pouncey, uh, one of the you know, of course, famous twins from Florida. He is an exceptional center when he's healthy. Last year was not a healthy season, and uh, we're 
hopefully this year is, is one of those years where he does um, play like an all-pro and play all year. Without him, they played well. Cody Wallace stepped in, did some good things. I know if you look at some of those, I think it's pro football talks, metrics. A lot of people say pass protection is not very good, but uh, it's hardly noticeable. You, you know, you didn't see him get mauled a lot um, when you're watching the games. I think they did a good job of, you know, getting him support from the guards and, uh, you know, Ramon Foster and DeCastro did a nice job last year. Um, so, you know, you look at the you look at the rest of what they got uh, at guard. Of course, David DeCastro is uh, an exceptional football player. You've watched him watch him develop. I mean, he has, he looks better and better each time I watch him play. Um, and then, you know, you look beside him on the other side, Ron Foster. Uh, 30 years old from Tennessee, solid player. I, I, I would, I would, I would probably vote him the, you know, if if Pouncey's healthy, the weakest offensive lineman, but he is solid. Uh, he does some good things. Um, if you look at tackle, got Marcus Gilbert at, uh, you know, at at right tackle. Uh, who's going to be playing again from Florida. Uh, solid football player, pretty good pass protector, not exceptional. Um, but look, seems to be getting better. Uh, left tackles, everybody's questioning this. Uh, you know, of course, we saw Kelvin Beecham leave from free agency, but he was not healthy last year, didn't play most of the season, and that, was, that spot was filled by Alejandro Villanueva, a huge tackle out of Army. Uh, really cool story about him if you want to check that out. But uh, exceptional, exceptional play last year. I know a lot of people probably still question his long-term development, but uh, they, they were they did a great job as far as signing Ryan Harris, who played, I believe, most of the season for the Denver Broncos last year at at tackle, and you know that's a great insurance you know, investment for the Steelers. They also uh, signed. You know, or drafted Gerald Hawkins at LSU, who a lot of people think is kind of a project, but he could end up, end up out playing his draft position at tackle. So, you know, you feel a lot better. I feel a lot better about tackle than I did probably even last year and the year before. And, of course, with Mike Munchak back, you feel real confident in their development. You know, the, the thing is behind – you know, Cody Wallace can play center or guard, and I think that's one reason they like him so much. Uh, you know, when you only carry about eight offensive linemen, you want to have those swing players that can play multiple positions. But, you know, the depth at guard, you know, Hubbard I know has played a little bit. Not a lot of depth there, but you could probably say that across the whole league that you're not going to have a lot of depth behind your starters on the offensive line. But, uh Really, really exceptional offense. We knew that. Knew that going in, that this is going to be high expectations for, uh, you know, Todd Haley's offense. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's back. Le'Veon Bell hopefully is healthy. Antonio Brown, Marcus Wheaton, Ladarius Green. I mean, you just keep rolling off the names. This is a, an exceptionally talented offense, and 
that's the main reason that everyone's going to be calling this team a Super Bowl contender. And is it? I mean, that's the question. They're going to have to score in the red zone. They're going to have to put up more points. Uh, I know they were third in the league, but it seems like uh, there were times when the Steelers did stall offensively for quarters at a time, and that that really can't happen. Got to be more consistent. But I do think if they can keep Ben healthy, this is going to be, you know, a really, really exceptional season and have a real good shot at going to the playoffs and potentially making a run at a Super Bowl. As as everybody knows, there's a lot of things that has to happen between health and the team coming together, and it's it's special teams could do that. And uh, you like to think that the Steelers have another run in them like that. You look around uh, the AFC, and you know it's hard to hard to believe the Broncos with Mark Sanchez or Paxton Lynch um, this year from Memphis. It's, it's you know hard to believe that, and and I know that Peyton Manning wasn't the quarterback that uh, you know we we might have expected him to be last year but in the playoffs he made some good plays especially against Pittsburgh especially against New England so hard to say that they're going to be the same football team without a quarterback so we'll see about that New England you know Tom Brady's another year older probably still be solid but you start looking around the AFC and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going to say the Bengals again. You know, we've already touched on the character issues evident there that have already come out. It seems like every every other week there's some new Bleacher Report story or some new Bengal quoting how the Steelers are. There's a quote in there today about uh, one of the Bengals defensive players saying the Steelers are pieces of of bleep, and that's just, it's incredible to read that on a daily basis, but you can imagine that's going to be heated. But anyway, just in summary, we'll be talking about the Steelers' defense soon. That's where you're going to see some real question marks. Excited to talk about that. You guys have any questions for me, throw them out there. Let me know what you think about the Steelers' offense. You think they're going to be really good again? You think... Think they can actually stay healthy? Hit me up on Twitter, uh, p at p a squeeze sports on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to Facebook.com/slash Play Action Squeeze. Hit us up there. So uh, we'll be we'll be in touch talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit, covering some of their defensive players in the next few days, and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I'm out. See you.